This is the Dafyomi Masechta Review, Masechta Ksubis, tape number two. This review is only meant for people who learn Dafyomi on a regular basis or those who have learned through the Masechta. It is the goal of this review to be as accurate as possible in summarizing the highlights and key kalalim of the Masechta. However, it is possible that on occasion something will not be reflected correctly. For subscription information, call us toll-free at 1-888-DAFYOMI or write DAFYOMI Tapes, P.O. Box 831, Muncie, New York, 10952. This tape is dedicated in memory of Harav Yecheskel ben Harav Sholem Hartman, Zichron Levracha. Our Magid Shir is Rabbi Yossi Heber. We are beginning in Masech Ksubis from Daf Ches Amid Beis at the Mishnah. And the Mishnah says, Ruvain brings a star to Bezdin that says Shimon borrowed $1,000 from him, and this star was signed by two Edim. So at this point, Bezdin now must verify the signatures on this star for their authenticity. The two Edim come to Bezdin and say, yes, these are our signatures. However, we signed the star under unusual circumstances, which may mean that the star is not necessarily a good star. What were these unusual circumstances? Either we were forced to sign it, Anusim Hayinu, Therefore, there's no guarantee that what's written in the Shtar vis-a-vis a loan between Ruven and Shimon is true. Or, Ksav who's that? This is our handwriting. But when we signed it, we were Ketanim, or we were Pasala Edim, we were relatives, or we were Mesachek Bekuvia, we gambled for a living. So we say that they are believed, and the Shtar is considered puzzle. They're believed since Bezdin was able to, unable to confirm the validity of the Shtar without their testimony. So they're the ones validating the star. They're the validators, and then they attach the issue, either Anusim Hayinu or whatever, to the particular star. So we say, Ha-Pesha Asar, Hu Ha-Pesha Hitter. They're believed for both parts. Since they came for the first part, they were the ones that validated it. They were also the ones that applied the condition to it. Ha-Pesha Asar, Hu Ha-Pesha Hitter. However, if other Adim came and validated the signatures, and then these Adim came and say, Anusim Hayinu, then they're not believed. Since we don't say they did not establish the first part, so they're not believed for the second part either. And the Gemara says, Rami Bar said that in the Seifa, where we don't say therefore they're not believed, the only time we don't believe them is if they said we were on Nusim and we were being threatened by monetary threats. And a person can't be believed as a witness on himself because we say Adam Karav Eitzel Atzmai. But if they were threatened via life threats, sakonas nefashas, then they are believed. I fracked the Gemara, but why should they be believed here? We have a claw of kivan shehigid shuv enachayzer umagid. Once they say his testimony in Bezdin, they're not allowed to retract their statement if it's beyond the period, the zman of teichdei dibor. So once they said it's our signature, i.e. the shtar should now be valid, they can't retract and say, but anusimayinu. And for the Gemara, Rabbi Barchama was going on the case of the Reisha, where they are believed, Duta Peshasar, Hua Peshitar. The Gemara says, Adim who come to Pasal Ashtar, because of bad Adim. Rameir says they're not believed, since a Malva is very careful about which Adim he picks. Malva, Medak, Dayak. He's not going to go, after going through this whole process, he's not going to go and pick a relative, because if he picks the relative, he knows he's going to have problems later. So he's not going to do that, Lechatchila. But according to the Chachamim, they are believed. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish says, according to Rameir, they're not believed, since there's a chazaka that Edim who sign a star are gedolim, since no one lets Katanim sign shtaras. Chazaka ein ha Edim chaisman al shtar ela imkain nasa begadol. This Gemara just said that Edim who come to pasul shtar are not believed, 
since they either have a migu, or we say pesh asar, hua pesh iter, isn't strong enough to overcome the chazaka of ein chaisman al ashtar al im ke says from here, it's mashma, according to Rameir, that we don't say migu makam chazaka. But according to the Rabbanan, we do say migu b'makam chazaka, since according to the Rabbanan, these edim are believed. And Taisus asks, we know that from the Gemara and Baba Basra, Dathayamid Beis, they ask a shaila, if we hold that migu is stronger than a chazaka, and it remains at a tzarachin. The question is, why doesn't that Gemara say that in Ksubis Dafyot Ches, it's a machlekes? Taisus blibes by a tzarachin. Dafyotes. If someone says, if you don't sign the shtar, I'll kill you. You're not mechuyiv to sign the shtar. Because this is not one of the three major averis that one is mechuyav to be a harag v'yayavar for. The chiyav of yaharag v'yayavar is only for avaydazara, shvichas damim, and giliyarais. In those kinds of cases, if you're threatened that you have to do one of those three, otherwise they'll kill you, you have to allow yourself to die. The Gemara says, if Adim say, this is a shtar amana, that he's not believed. A shtar amana is if a shtar for a loan is written in advance of the loan, just to get the paperwork prepared. I, the Gemara, ask, what's the shayla? Yiman if the Laiva says this, of course he isn't believed. And if the Malva says it, of course he is believed, because otherwise why would the Malva say it? Our answer is the Edim were the ones that said it. If Ruvain loans Shimon money, and Shimon in turn loans Levi money, Ruvain has the right to collect directly from Levi due to the claw of Shibuda de Rebnasa. Rav Kahana says a person is not believed regarding Ashtar Amana, since in Eov the Pusik says, Al Tashkein Biohalecha Avla. One should not keep an avla in his own rishus, and a shtar amana could cause big problems, so you're not supposed to keep it in your home. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, it's also for a person to keep a shtar parua in his house. This is a shtar that was already paid up. This is because of the same pasuk that we mentioned before. Al tashkin biolecha avla. Also, it says, in oven biyadcha harchikeu, distance yourself from unfair things. The Gemara says one should also distance himself from a shtar pasim, which is the opposite of a shtar amana. That's also pre-written, but it's to the favor of the leva. So it'll appear that the leva is rich because he has a shtar that it was all this money borrowed and therefore he's rich. When a shtar halva is written and they need a cipher to write it, the lova must pay the cost of hiring the cipher. The Gemara says one should not keep a safer tyra in his house that is written that has a mistake for more than 30 days, since again, al tashkein biohalecha avla. If one aide comes and says, this shtar is good, but it had a tonight. And one aide said it's valid, but there was no tanai. Rav Papa says, since both say the shtar is good, but only one says that it had a tanai, so the shtar is considered good. Since we say, two against one, we believe the two. But Rav Puna Breder Yeshua says, we do require that the tanai is met, and we therefore paskin like him. If the two adim on a shtar died, and now you have no adim left, how are you going to verify the signatures? But two others came and then verified the signatures, but said, when they signed it, it's true, they signed it, and this is their signature, but they were Anusim. They are believed, because we say, They validated it, they can claim that there was an exception. According to Reb Sheshas, Hakhasha is the beginning of Hazama, and can only be done in front of the first Adam, just like Hazama can only be done in front of the first Adam. The first Adam have to be present when the second Adam come along. Hakhasha, by the way, is that two Adams say a particular thing happened, and two Adam came and contradicted them and say that it did not happen. So we say tre tre, and no one is believed. Hazama is if two Adam come and say a particular thing happened, and two other Adam says, came along and say, you couldn't have seen that that first thing happened, since Imanuayisim, you were with us the day that you claimed to have seen that first thing that had happened. So we believe the second set of Adam, and we punish the first set of Adam, Kasher Zama, 
like whatever they wanted to do with their original testimony. Tavchav. According to Reb Nachman, if we say tre tre, two Adam contradict two other Adam, we keep the money in the possession of the one who has it now. So we keep it in the possession of the leiva regarding money, but we keep it in the possession of the owner regarding karka. Uki mare. And therefore we say, The Gemara says, according to everyone, the second set of Adam, when they come to be mazim, the first pair, the first pair must be at Bezdin to hear the testimony. But for hakchasha, for contradiction, only according to Rav Sheshas do the first pair have to be present. But according to Rav Nachman, they do not have to be present. The Gemara says a star can only be signature verified via the signatures of a second star if at one point the star had controversy and Bezdin formally had verified. In other words, you can compare the two, but only if there was some form of controversy and it had been formally verified at one particular point. The Gemara says if a person sees something happen and he comes and he's an aide and he says testimony, he's allowed to write down what he saw and the fact that he signed the star and he's allowed to do this on a personal piece of paper so that a few years down the road, if he's called to testify a few years later, he can remember what he was witness to, because he's written it on, on his personal piece of paper. But according to Rapuna, a few years later, he must at least remember some of the event he saw without the aid of his notes, otherwise the aidus doesn't count, and he, he can't say it because he basically has no memory of it. According to Rabbi Yechanan, it's okay even if he can't remember anything prior to looking at the little personal piece of paper to remind him. As long as once he looks at the notes... He then remembers what happened, because if he still remembers nothing, even after looking at the notes, his aegis can't be used at all, because of the klal of mi pihem velomi piksavam. This is a pasuk in Shaiftim, al pi shnei edim. The testimony must be mi pihem, but not from the notes that he necessarily wrote down. The shita of Rabbeinu Tam, as brought in Taisus, is that edim, if they'd like, can write their aegis on a piece of paper and mail it to Bezdin to be read there. And in this particular case, there would not be a chasaran of mipihem v'lam mipiksavim, since they do remember their own edus. They just wrote a letter in as far as the edus is concerned. But Rashi holds that they can't do this because this would constitute mipihem v'lam mipiksavim. The Gemara says if mounds of dirt are next to a city, we have to be chayshish that there may have been a mess buried under it, and therefore the spot is tummy, especially if a new mound is suddenly found near a city. The Gemara says according to a mayor, when it comes to edus, a person is capable of remembering testimony for up to 60 years, but not more. But if he was especially designated to be an aide, then he can remember the aides for even more than 60 years. We have a rule that only aides that can be accepted in Bezdin is aides that has a possibility for Zima. It's Shaykh that Adam could come along and say, That's the rule about all aides. And we could ask a question which is brought down by Shem Rab David Kahn, who asks on this Gemara. Let's say Adam came to Bezdin and say they were designated as Adam on an event that occurred 65 years ago. So where is Zimum going to be possible? Is it Shaykh that Adam will come and say, how can you say this Adam that you saw so-and-so in New York on 11 a.m. on November 15, 1917? You were with us in Chicago on that day. This would be impossible for anyone to remember what happened 65 years ago. He remains with the Tzarechian. The Mishnah. If two Adam came to verify a star, it's a valid star. If they testify that it's their signature, but they don't recognize the other people's signature, so Rabbi says they'll need a new aid to verify both signatures. According to the Chachamim, you do not need this. As far as Hamachloikis is, if they're testifying on the signatures or on the text of the star, and the Halacha is like the Chachamim, since Yachid Barabim, Halacha Kirabim, 
And even though we usually paskin like Rebbe, but not if he paskins against Chavei Rav, against a lot of different people. Shmuel was very careful about court, cl- court claims and court cases that involved Yosemite. Rabbi Yehuda says that an aid and a dayan can be mitztaref for edus since it's two people. According to Rava, they cannot be mitztaref. We learn three things. Number one, aid nasa dayan. Number two, once two out of three dayanim recognize the signature, the two can testify to the third. But if all three recognize the signatures, they can sign the validity of the shtar. And number three, if none of them recognize the signature, all three dayanim need to hear testimony. Rav Ashi questions number two and three, but agrees with number one. The Gemara says, since Kiddush HaChaydish is Midaraisa, the Dayanim need to have special Edim in order to proclaim the new moon and to say Makudish, Makudish, which is what they said when they proclaimed Rishchaydish. And the Edis of the Dayanim alone is not enough, and we don't say Eid Nasa Dayan. But by Kiyam Shtaris, which is Midarabanan, we do say Eid Nasa Dayan. And finally, we say if it was found out that one of the three Dayanim were possible Edis, if it was found out before the three signed the validation, then it's okay, and the Edim Kasher can sign. But once they signed, the other two cannot testify because they're Nogeya Bedover. Ravchav Beis, the Mishnah. If a woman reveals, I was married, but now I'm divorced, and she has no get to prove one way or the other, we believe her, since we say, Apesha Aser, who Apesha Iter? She was the one that said, I was married. She made that first revelation. She was also the one that claimed the special nuance that she was also divorced. So now she's Mutaras Lishuk. But if other Edom were the ones that came along and said, you know, she was married, they were the ones that revealed that fact. And now she comes along and says, I was divorced, and she's not believed, because she has no Hapesha Aser. She only has Hapesha Hitter. And the Gemara says, We know Hapesha Aser who Hapesha Hitter is Minatera. How do we know this? We have a Pasuk in Devarim Chafbeis, as Biti Nasati Lish Hazeh. He assered her on all other men when he says, Nasati Lish. He says she's married. And Hazeh permits her to stay with this man. If a woman says that she's married and then changes her mind, we believe her. But why should we believe her? She already created an Isser for herself. The Gemara answer is she gave a good amasla. She gave a good excuse why she said she was married. For example, she was a very beautiful woman and a lot of men were after her. And those men were not chashev. So as an excuse, she used to say to all of them, don't bother me, I'm already married. Therefore, if she said in that case she's already married, that's a good excuse why she said it. And therefore she's believed. And also, Rav says, if she said she was a Nida and then changes her mind, she's also believed if she, ha- if she has a good excuse. Shmuel hazard this halacha of Rav 40 times, but still did not accept it for himself. If two Adam say her husband died, and two say he did not die, she shouldn't remarry others. But if she did, we say she doesn't have to be Teitze, like Teitze from number two. Or Nachman Rabbi Yaisi says, Teitze from number two. I frack the Gemara, but according to the Tanakhama, why can't she stay with number two? It's Treu Tre, it's Hakasha. My answer is she married one of the Adam, who's Bari, that he's dead. Rabbi Echanan says, two said he died, two said he did not die. She should not remarry. But if she did, then it's okay, and Leitetze. But if two said she was divorced, and two said she wasn't, if she remarries, then we say Tetze. There are three explanations as to why these cases are different, as it's brought down here in the Gemara. Ula said that if the Torah says we believe in Eid Echad, this Eid has the power of two Eidim, like we learned in Paraka Isha Rabbah in Yavamas. We believe in Eid Echad regarding the death of a husband, so a woman would not be an Aguna for the rest of her life. This is true, since we say Isha Daika Uminsiva. She checks out very, very carefully whether her husband died or not, because if she ends up remarrying and then her husband shows up later on alive, the Knossim for her are very, very big. 
Therefore, we can trust the fact in one aid because she's going to check and reconfirm very, very carefully before she actually goes and remarries. According to Rav Hamnuna, if a woman says, I am divorced in front of her husband, she is believed, since a woman wouldn't have the chutzpah to lie about something like that in front of her husband. But if it's not in front of her husband, then it's a mechleikis if she would lie about her marriage or her divorce status. And finally, the Gemara says, any woman who had relations with a guy at any time, she cannot ever marry a kayan. The Mishnah. Two women were taken into captivity, and Adim saw that. If these women now claimed that they were not Mizana, and they're still Tahar, they're not believed, since they don't have a Pesha Asar who a Pesha Iter. The Adim were the ones that told us they were captured. These women themselves were the ones that told us they were not Mizana. So they don't have Pesha Asar who Pesha Iter. But if one testifies on each other that they're Tahar, then they are believed, since by captives we believe in Eid Echad, and we even believe in Isha, Eid Echad. And the Gemara says, there are four cases brought down in a Brisa similar to those in our Mishnah, and each of them has numerous explanations. If one woman says, we're both Tame, we don't believe her, since maybe she hates her friend so much that she's willing to suffer herself also, that she's Tame, if she can hurt her friend also, like by Shimshon, who was willing to die if he took along a thousand plishtim with him. So we learned to shayftim, Thomas nafshi in plishtim. Sometimes people hate each other so much that they're willing to take the other person down with them, and they're willing to suffer themselves as long as the other person gets punished with them. The Mishnah. If two men came and each says on himself that he's a Kayan, they're not believed, and they cannot eat truma. But if they testify on each other, they are believed, and they can eat truma. Since we elevate a person to each truma with just one aid, according to Rebbe Lazar, but if other people come and claim he's not a Kayan, then we cannot believe an aid echad. And the Gemara says, The Chiddush of the second Mishnah of the Perak, Ksav Yadiza, is even though there is no drara de mamayna, there's no loss of money, they're still believed because we say hapesha asar hu hapesha asar hu applies to all kinds of cases, mamon, iser, shvuya, etc. That's why this parak talks about so many different cases that seem very similar, to tell us that hapesha asar hu applies to a whole variety of cases. If a person says, I'm a kain, and so is my friend, we believe him to allow the eating of truma, but not for the purposes of marriage until you have two Adam, him plus another. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, one aid is not believed for truma either. The Gemara says if one comes to a city and says, my grain is chadash, but my friend's is yashan, he's not believed. According to Rabbi Yehuda, he's believed. Rashi learns that chadash is a maila, since chadash means that it's fresh grain. Yashan means that it's stale grain. Taisvis learns that chadash is a chasaran, since it's referring to the Isra chadash that hadn't become mutter after tezayin nisan. So the Yashan is actually a Mila because Tazayan Nisan has passed. Therefore, that becomes Mutter. If someone's name with the title Kayan was written on a star and Adim signed that star, it's a Machlaikis if that is enough to declare him a Kayan. I.e., were these Adim testifying to the agreement of the contract or, they, or were they also testifying to the Yichas of the Kayan whose name was in the contract? The Gemara says if a non-Kayan Duchens, does it prove that he's a Kayan because no one would have the chutzpah to do this publicly or not? It's a machlaikis if one duchens, if that proves he's a bona fide kain or not. Lamaisa, though, if a non kain duchens, he's either on an iser asay. The Gemara says certain people got a heter in Paras to drink yayin since they were the king's food tasters, and they were obligated to make sure the king's wines were not poisoned. And finally, the Gemara says a chazaka is so strong that even Bezdin cannot be accurate from someone. Nechemya couldn't do this either. Tafchafei. 
In Bavel, people who duchened were considered kohanim miyuchasim because they had a chazaka. It's questionable if this chazaka allowed them to eat trumas de Rabbanan, truma de raisa, marry a regular woman, or a combination of these. The Gemara says chalabizman hazeh is only mechuyev midrabbanan. There were seven years in the time of Yehoshua that Kal Yisrael conquered Eretz Yisrael, and seven they divided it. There was no chiyav of truma, but there may have been a chiyav chala. However, chala today is only a chiyav midrabbanan. According to Rabbami, if someone was called as a Kayan to Batara, this is considered proof that he's really a Kayan. Rashi explains here that a Levi is only the second Aliyah if the first Aliyah is a Kayan. If there is no Kayan, the first Aliyah can go to a Yisrael, and you wouldn't give the second Aliyah to the Levi. Also, if the second Aliyah was a Levi, it's a proof that that person is actually a Levi. Taisvis adds that if there was no Levi in the Shul, the Kayan who got the first Aliyah gets to get the second Aliyah also. And finally, the Gemara says that Rebbe accepted a father's edus, that a son is a kain, to allow him to eat truma, but not for the purposes of yuchsen, purposes of getting married. It's easier to believe a story vis-a-vis if someone is a kain, if the story was done, if it was set off the cuff. Not that someone formally came as an aid, but someone was a kain. As we see here from the story of Yechanan Eichel Chalas, which was done with Lefitumai. According to Rabbi Akiva, truma goes only to a kain and Maiserishan goes only to a Levi. But according to Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah, even Kohanim get Maiserishan. And after the Knas of Ezra, only the Kohanim got Maiserishan, since the Levium didn't go up with Ezra to Yerushalayim. Therefore they got a Knas. And finally we say everyone agrees that error, people disagreeing, can only be effective if you have two people disagreeing. The Mishnah. If a woman was captured by Goyim for money, then later she is Muteras Labala. However, if she's captured for Pikuach Nefesh, then she is Asura Labala, because one of the Gayim was probably Mizana with her. And the Gemara says, Rav says regarding Maman, she's only Mutaris Labala if Jews were controlling the situation. And the Gemara relates a Misa that occurred in Ashkelon, and there's a suffix in the Rishayim if this Ashkelon was part of Eretz Yisrael or part of Eretz Plishtim. Tavchav Zayim, the Mishnah. A city that was conquered by Gayim, all wives of Kohanim are Usur to their husbands, and all women are Usur to marry Kohanim because we're afraid someone was Mizana with them. But if Adam came about her kashrus, then they're believed. But a person can't be believed to say Adis on themselves that they're kosher. And the Gemara says, If Goyim capture a city, all open bottles of wine are usher to drink, since Midarabanan they're called Yayanesach. Incidentally, Midaraisa, wine can only become Yayanesach if it was Mamish used for Rabbi Dazara. But closed bottles of wine here in the city that were captured by Goyim, those remain mutter. If a city had watchdogs, we're not afraid of znus, since the dogs will bark in case of attack, so then women, women will be mutter lebalayan. We hold Suffolk Tumah Bershus Harabim is tahar. So if there are two paths, one of them is tahar and one of them is tameh, if you walk on one of them and you don't know the status of where you walked, so you remain tahar. But if two people go on the path, so one definitely walked on the one that was tameh, if they came bezacharzeh, they're both tahar, since it's a suffix for each of them. But if they came to Vasachas, then it's a Machlechus. The Gemara says, even if Shifcha is believed as an aid to be matir her to her husband, what about her own Shifcha? Can she be believed to matir her on her own husband? That's a Machlechus. But if it's Messiah Lefitumai, the aidus was given off the cuff by the Shifcha, then it's definitely Mutter. The Mishnah. Rabbi Zechariah HaKayin came to testify that during a conquer, he swore that he was with his wife the entire time. So it wasn't possible that she was Mazana. 
but they couldn't believe him since a person cannot testify for himself. Ain Adam made alatzmai. The Gemara says, nevertheless, he gave her a special house in the courtyard. After a divorce, the former husband and wife cannot live close to each other because we're afraid of znus, and a kayan can't even live in the same mavoy as a former wife. And the Gemara asks, which one of the two actually has to move out of the neighborhood? If they can't live near each other, somebody's got to move. The Gemara answers, she has to move because it's harder for him to move since he'll have to find a new parnasa. The Mishnah. We know that a cotton is not believed as an aid, but in certain cases, a gadol is believed to testify on what he saw when he was a cotton. Number one, if he says, this is my father's, my rebbe's, or my brother's signature. This gadol says he saw this, he wants to be a mekayim ishtar, but he saw when he was a cotton. Taisvis holds that in general, kiyam shtars is midrabanan. In that kind of a case, this gadol, who saw it when as a cotton, is believed. Or if he says, I remember that a woman went to the chuppah with her hair uncovered, so she was a basula, and therefore she gets 200 zuzah. Or if he comes and says, someone is a kain, or he says, a certain area is tameh, or he comes to be made on Tchum Shabbos. These cases, he would all be considered a good aid. But a gadol is not believed on aidus from his childhood if it will come to be mitzi mama. And the Gemara says, however, this aidus is only good if he has an additional adult witness with him. He's believed in these cases since they're only mirabanan or there was a chazaka. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, it's also to teach a person's eved Torah. Rabbi Lazar ben Yaisi says a kalvachimer. If Hashem will not bring a takala on the behemoth of tzaddikim, then surely Hashem prevents takala on tzaddikim themselves. Therefore, generally speaking, tzaddikim are not nichshel in averus. This Gemara is referring to the chamor of Pinchas ben Yoyer. Because this chamor belonged to Pinchas ben Yoyer, it was the behemoth of a tzaddik. Therefore, it knew not to eat grain, which was grain of truma. The Gemara says if a field has a suffix tuma in the base hapras, and a person needs to walk through it for a mitzvah, i.e. like carbon Pesach, he can be mekel and not be concerned for etzem kisa'ira. Etzem kisa'ira is what, we're, what we fear, but in that piece of land there might be a small piece of bone, the size of, of, of a piece of barley, and that would render it tame. We're not afraid of this since others have already gone through the field. And finally we say a ger is not believed on things that happened before his conversion. According to Rabbi Yechanan ben Breka, he is believed. This marks the end of this parak. Now let us begin the third parak, Elu Naras from Davchav Tes. As background, if someone rapes or seduces a girl who is over 12 years and one day old, which is known as a Nara, a rape is an Oynis, and a seduction is a Mafata, then he must pay a Knas to the father of the girl. And the Mishnah says, the following questionable naris, who are over 12 years and one day old, receive this knas if someone rapes or seduces them. The violator must pay a knas, chamishim kesef, to her father. Obviously, a normal Bas Yisrael's father gets chamishim kesef, but so do these, as we're going to enumerate in the Mishnah. Amam Zeres, Anasina, from the Givainim, Akusis, which is Safek Geris, or a Giyaris, Shvuya, or Shifcha, that was freed, who was under three years old, so her basulim would grow back, or if someone was bayel and erva, or a nida, which have a chi of karas, I would think that they're putter from knas, since they already have misa, since we say, kimle bidirabimine, you get only the harsher punishment of the two, kamash melan, they're still chayev in knas, since the tour of kimle bidirabimine only applies in a case of misa's bezden, not in a case of misa bide shamayim. So all of these cases are cases where, of course, Abbas Yisrael's father would get the Chamishim Kesef, 
if the if his daughter is 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 raped or seduced. But even all these cases that we mentioned, even these kinds of cases, which are a little bit questionable whether they would get the money or not, even in these cases they would get the Chamishim Kesef. And the Gemara says, the Mishnah is like Rameir, that this knas is only for a girl who's a Nara, over 12 years old. But there's no knas for a Ketana. If the father can't sell her, because she's over 12 years old, he can't sell her anymore, then he's then eligible to receive the knas, and vice versa. If she's under 12 years old and he can't sell her, then he's not eligible to receive this knas. But according to the Chachamim, even for a katana, there's a knas. The Gemara says if a person has relations with a chayvei lavin, then we say the kedushin is chal, kedushin taifsin the chayvei lavin. But if he has relations with a chayvei krisis, the kedushin is not chal. Rabbi Akiva holds, even a kedushin to a chayvei lavin is not taifus. In fact, according to Rabbi Akiva, a relationship with a chayvei lavin makes a child from that relationship a mamzer except in the case of Alman Alakayin Gadol, which produces a Cholol, but not a Mamzer. This is true, since it's a Bittal that's not Shava Lakal, since only a Kayin Gadol is Mechuyiv to marry exclusively a Besula, not a Baula. Daf Lamed. Rav Chizda says everyone agrees that if someone is Ma'anis, or Mafata Anida, who is Anara, despite the fact that there's a Chiyiv Karas, you still must pay a Knas, which is an exception to the rule that we mentioned before, and the Kedushin can be Typhus. The Gemara says the Mishnah is not like Rabbi Nechudya ben Akana, who holds that we say, by both Mises Bezdin as well as Misa Bidei Shamayim. I.e., we know that Malacha on Shabbos has a Chiyav Misa Bezdin. So if someone burns down a field, he's only Chiyav Misa, but he's Potter from Tashlumen, since we say, he gets only the larger of the two punishments, Misa. But Malacha on Yom Kippur has a Chiyav Karas, Misa Bidei Shamayim, not a Chiyav Misa Bezdin. So since the Misa isn't bide adam, we don't say kimle bide and the burner has both chiyuvim, just like in our Mishnah. Rabbi Chunya ben Akana does not hold to this. So in our Mishnah, we would say kimle bide even from Misa bide shamayim. And his shita is learned from equating asain by a pregnant woman to asain the term by Yaakov Avinu.